Join me in celebrating Women's History Month. On March 27th, I'm hosting a special virtual event, For Her, By Her, presented by Fiverr. We'll be spotlighting and interviewing some of the most successful female business owners and their experiences with Fiverr. In the U.S., women are driving growth, and each year that percentage increases. Women-led startups have more than doubled since 2020, and from 2019 to 2023, women-owned businesses' growth rate outpaced the rate of men's in new businesses' employment and revenue. In this panel discussion, you'll hear from top female business owners who have not only started their own companies, but cater to women through their products and services. Don't miss out. Head to bossproject.com slash RSVP and save your seat for this empowering event created by women for women. It's free to attend. I can't wait to see you there. That's bossproject.com slash RSVP. This message is sponsored and brought to you by Fiverr. On today's show, we wanted to take you back in time a little bit and talk about the beginning stages of our business. We so often get asked, how did this all start? And why does it exist in the way it does today? And I think there's some really incredible takeaways from the early part of our journey that we don't often talk about, but it's really shaped the mission and vision of our business as we have continued to grow and continue to make an impact in the world of online business. It's been pretty interesting uncovering some of this work some of our story through the work that we're doing with Rachel's coaching program. And we've mentioned that a couple of times on this podcast of the work that we're doing there. But part of one of the themes of lessons was really identifying your story. And to be honest, our story has been kind of difficult for us to navigate on how to frame it and how to share it because we are unlike 99.9% of business owners that you are, you know, experiencing and having relations with online in the sense that there are two of us. There are two CEOs, there are two owners, there are two founders. And we have let that really kind of hold us back from identifying what's a way that we could share our story and could structure that. And so not only are we navigating that with Rachel's program and and each other, but we're also going to navigate it with you. We get clarity by talking things out, by brainstorming, by having a conversation. And we also know that some of our best performing episodes on this show are the ones where we just kind of like brain dump out loud with you guys and like give you a peek truly in our thought processes about things. And that's what this episode is going to be about. So we might have some really loud light bulb dings like in the middle of this episode. But I also want you to use this time as encouragement to, you know, if you felt like your story isn't enough, or it's not refined, or you haven't talked about anything before to maybe step outside of that comfort zone a little bit after this and and share more about yourself. Let's take it back to before we even met. I think a lot about the person I was, the person I was growing up, the person I was. Could you have known like in high school that you were like going to own your own business? Did you think that? No, I didn't either. I didn't think I was going to own my own business. I definitely thought I was going to be successful. Like that was part of my thought process. And I think some of that was feeling like so much of what had happened in my life and in my family. It was like, it was about time that someone actually do something. And like, 
fully follow through and be proud of it. And not to say like, I'm not first generation, like graduating from college, like you are, but I still think there was a level of a lot of the people in my family are, you know, working class and they didn't necessarily have like executive level jobs. Did you think you would have that, like that you would go for that? I think so. And I think the reason I thought that was because my parents really pushed that like you were supposed to be a professional. Now, what that looked like is I think they were really pushing for me to be a doctor, engineer, lawyer, something that like felt and looked prestigious. And I rebelled hard against that. But I think I still always knew in the back of my head that somehow I would do something that was a little bit different. I can't even clearly put into words to explain this really. I I know there's definitely going to be people who relate to this, but my, I didn't even know what executive level meant in high school, in college. I didn't know corporate jargon. I didn't know what, I didn't literally know what internships were until I graduated college. And when I say I'm first gen college, I'm the first person who also like successfully graduated high school. There are more people in my family than not who dropped out or who got their GEDs later, which is amazing for all various reasons. But I, and I don't say that to like bash on anyone. Literally everyone is thriving and doing amazing things in my family. I say that because the language literally used in my household was not at all what I felt like I should have been learning at the time in order to take advantage of different opportunities through high school or college to get stuff paid for, to learn skills, to even land a job outside of college that could teach me things. I knew I was going to be successful only because everyone said I was going to be, not because I had language around what that was going to look like. Well, I do think my family went a little bit against the grain. And like, even if it wasn't what people would see today as like traditionally successful, there was still signs that that's what we were moving towards. Like my grandmother, she worked in the 50s. Like she had kids and she was like in a working career. Like she worked at a car plant and was like their head of education. And so... I think there's something to be said for she was going against the grain of like, I mean, women just didn't have jobs at that time. They were stay at home moms. And then my mom, before she had me, had this whole bizarre series of jobs. I mean, everything you can imagine. She had her first patent in her early 20s. And she started a business and ultimately left before before they sold it. And she basically gave up her equity to have me. And so I think in part of my head, like even if, even if there was no, like, like you're saying, like specific language, it was just like these little stories here and there that led me to believe that I could be different. And then for sure, words that were used over and over again was like, you can do anything you set out to do. You're capable of anything. Like those words were used over and over again. The thing that made it a struggle was even if I felt that, I was not typical in the classroom. I wasn't cool. I wasn't 
popular. <laughs> I was a little bit weird. I was a little bit artsy. It was a lot of it weird. <laughs> I feel like I was probably less weird than you. I was an emo art girl, 100%. I was the, she's nice and everyone knows who she is, but like she doesn't really have any of her own. Friends. Mine was, she's weird, a bitch, and no one knows who she is. 100%. So, I mean, I tried so hard to fit in, though. Like, I did not. I desperately wanted to, like, be a part of the crew, belong. So I think this right here is our first thread, honestly, of when we came together. And if you guys don't know this origin story, the literal shortest version of this that I could tell you is we met in a Facebook group. Within weeks, I drove four hours to stay the weekend at Abby's house, having never met her in person. And her husband cooked us waffles and it was amazing. And I sat on the floor of her office. We both sat on the floor of her office drinking wine and just talking about business and the type of business owners we wanted to be and the type of impact we wanted to have and the reasons why. And one of the cool things here was it was very clear that the conversation of us growing up of not feeling like we had a community or feeling weird or feeling outcast, Abby's version of like the anxiety version of it brought to wanting to fit in. And mine was, I don't have any desire to fit in anywhere. So I'll make a new space. And so with those two very strong forces and coming at belonging in different aspects, I think was able to shape like our very first community and the way that we brought in people from that very first course launch. Don't you feel like? Oh, for sure. I mean, definitely the people we've attracted over the years, including y'all listening, probably not. All you weirdos that I love so much. <laughs> Fine. Like, I mean, if you're popular, own it. Like, I mean, but... <laughs> I, I know that I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere. I wanted to be everywhere and I tried to be everywhere and never really felt accepted in any circle I was in. And I was definitely the kind of person that would like join clubs and try out for sports oh, and no. like no, no. be a part of extracurricular activities. And I was in a sorority and no, no. like... <laughs> I can't think of anything worse to do <laughs> with my time. <laughs> well, and but I don't think there's. I think that's but for the me, point. not for you. For me, I, no, for sure. I think that's the point. Is that yes. we often seek everyone. I think seeks belonging in some way because at the end of the day, we all want to feel grounded and safe and secure and people say all the time, like, you really just have to cover the basics, like you need a roof over your head, you need food on your table. But I think the not having a sense of community or belonging can leave people distraught and broken. 100%. And I think my point really that I want to drive home about this message is, although Abby and I were after the same feeling, what we didn't want to do and what I kind of feel like I put my foot down on not allowing us to do once we decided to like actually go in business together is I could give two flying shits about fitting in. Fitting in truly means changing who you are to be accepted by whoever is leader of that community or group. Oh, and or I tried that too. By and the way. We tried that, right. I was like, okay, we'll try to like go over here. And it literally backfired like immensely. And that is a story for another day. It was awful. And so I think we really 
intentionally reframed the community aspect early on of how can we feel like we belong somewhere, thus leading other people to feel like they belong. You don't need to change who you are to be here. You don't need to make certain choices or make a certain amount of money or offer a certain thing or market in a certain way to belong here. And that I hold super, super special. And it's one of the reasons why I think our community that started six years ago online on Facebook is still a thing. Honestly, it is bizarre to me because I remember, so touching a bit on the, the like meeting in person experience. So we, I mean, we met in a community. It was the first time I think either of us would be willing to say we for once kind of felt like an insider. I don't know if that's how you felt, but I did. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I think these are my people. Like, what a crazy experience. But because of all the years of not fitting in, I was so scared to be myself fully. And I remember when I saw Emily for the first time, I literally said out loud, she's too cool. She's never going to like me. And then she met me and she was like, oh, wait, I got this in the bag. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really didn't. I was so nervous for so long. But what it came down to is that we, we really got to know each other quickly. And we started sharing everything about where we are at, what kind of business we wanted to build, where we wanted to go long term. And I think one of the things that like, instantly made a connection for us was even if we didn't know what it looked like, even if we didn't know what it would manifest into, even if we didn't know how we would get paid to make it or create it or be a part of it, even if all those things were true, I remember very specifically saying to my mom shortly after you had come into town, mom, I know this is crazy, but I think, I think I'm just going to like let everything I've done go and I'm going to start this community. It's going to change the internet. And she was like, what the fuck are you smoking, girl? Well, and what's funny is that I don't even remember having that version of conversation. I'm sure I said something like that to my mom or even my husband. And I think people were so in my inner circle, were so used to me just being like, and then this amazing thing is going to happen. And that they were just like, okay, girl. But I mean, I I had such a tight knit circle of people who were like, that's the wildest idea I ever heard and you should do it. <laughs> and so we did. We did. And so what, what was kind of weird at the time is so Emily and I are technically still running different businesses. And I, I said to Emily, so I think I think I want to start a Facebook group. She's like, no, no, I don't think you should do it. She's like, everyone else is like starting them and closing them. And like, they're just not working. People were closing them even then. There's so much work and like, it's just going to waste so much time. And I think you tried to talk me out of it. I probably tried to talk me out of it. And then you tried to talk me out of it. And then I was like, no, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. But like, I want you to be a part of it. Like, it's really important that you be a part of it to me. It was around that same time period that we... We started fooling the internet that like we were fully business partners and we were not at all business partners, but like we marketed ourselves as business partners. Honestly, it was the best way to be business partners ever because there was like no consequences, truly. Again, that's the story for another day. But we were working together. We were building this Facebook group and the wildest thing happened. Like people just kept showing up. They just kept showing up. 
I've seen Facebook groups now. There's this one. I'm not going to name names, but like <laughs> it has like hundreds of thousands of people in it. But like it's spam. Like it's not a community. And one of the things that we said early on was, I don't care who's here, what they're about, what their business is. What I want is I want people to have a sense of belonging. I want them to feel like they're a part of something. I want it to be about fostering relationships and camaraderie and giving people opportunities to work together. But this is not about promoting your business. This is not about getting new clients. This is about getting your questions answered when you don't simply have anyone else to ask. And because we were so adamant with those rules, it's been interesting. The people that have like really believed in our mission. I know when we were first starting out and we couldn't really afford to have a whole ton of team members. One of the first things that happened is we, we had volunteers. Like people were so passionate about the community we were building that we had unpaid <laughs> beautiful volunteers that were helping us run the community of our business. I honestly think it was, it even still amazes me to this day about not only that that happened, that we had people who were like stepping up to the plate to help maintain the integrity of a group that size, but it was, we had somehow gotten people to be invested in our impact without us even talking about the purpose of our impact that much. And I just feel like, I hope that that the passion that we have comes across in the content that we're putting out there for you for the resources that we're making. But I also like, I'm super excited about getting clarity and really sharing more and more about literally what the whole point of all of this is. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Today's podcast is sponsored by Squarespace, the only all-in-one website platform we use and recommend to our clients. Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell your products and services all in one place. Visit squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
Squarespace has professional website templates with designs for nearly every category and use case. Start with a flexible template, then customize it to fit your unique needs. With Squarespace extensions, you can connect your website to vetted third-party tools to fully customize your website exactly the way you want it. Whether you sell services, products, or digital items, Squarespace has the tools you need for your online store. You can now host your videos on Squarespace and show them on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your videos with member areas. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash boss project. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire. We've had to weed through hundreds of applications in the past. We could have saved so much time if we'd used Indeed. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. Yeah, I mean, I, I think community is so incredibly important. It's why we started our free community, but it's also why our paid communities are so powerful because what we want isn't just about belonging. Like it isn't just about finally feeling like you fit in, although that is really pivotal for people. Because honestly, when you start to have the feeling like in your bones that you can fully be yourself without fear of not just rejection, but just like judgment and like all the other things that come with not fitting in. It's game changer. Your confidence goes up. You feel better about the services you offer. You feel better about what you're putting out into the world. You feel more confident to continue to do your job. You feel like you have people to lean on when things get hard. And what I think we forget sometimes is as Emily and I have built this, we built it into our business. Like, and not everyone has that access. Emily and I are each other's community and support system. I feel like I had a splash of cold water on my face about a week ago when we're sitting here kind of working through this story and what we truly believe like is necessary for business owners to grow and to thrive. And we have been the people forever who've been like, you can do it without literally anything that anyone tells you that you need. You don't need a website to succeed. You don't need to charge a certain amount. You don't need to offer a certain amount. You don't need a social media following. Like there's so many things that you actually don't need. And I probably would have said even as early as a week ago, as most recent as a week ago, that there's literally nothing that I think that you should have. And I put that in quotes that you should have. But then when we really were breaking the story down, I was like, oh, wait, I take that back. (laughs) I take every time I've ever said, there's nothing that you absolutely need in order to grow. 
you absolutely need some sort of community or support system. Now, it can look different for everyone. I'm not saying it has to be a paid group or a Facebook group or a coaching program or whatever. The variety of whatever it looks like to you honestly can and should change and grow with you as a business owner. Yes, you'll come back to certain things and you'll need different support at different times, recognizing that as skill. But to have someone or a group of people there who get what you're going through, who can be there to brainstorm or bounce ideas off of or give feedback and to just hear not necessarily the vent situations, but the like the literal times where no one else in your circle is going to understand what the heck you're talking about. To have someone understand that language is critical. I remember early on trying to sit down with my mom or my husband or a friend and like explain what we're doing and explain the kinds of things we're building or working on or working towards. And honestly, I would leave every conversation so drained. Like it would, it felt heavy and hard because not only was I trying to like talk through the thing I actually needed help with, But I was also trying to give them every bit of context and background information necessary for them to even be helpful in this conversation. And And justifying and explaining and... (laughs) Yeah. Talking about why you spent money or not, or why you did this or not. And like, that can feel hard. And and I'm not saying that a spouse or, or a mom or a friend can't fill those Absolutely. So that for you definitely have for us. Oh, for sure. But like my husband now is way more aware of all the things going on in online world than he was six years ago. Part of that was because he lived with me the whole time while I'm building it. I'm just sitting here picturing. So, you know, we were on a call recently where people were kind of asking our feedback about some stuff and we are both doers, like very intense doers. We are the people who are just like, give us a to-do list. Oh, here are the action steps to make this thing happen. We're just going to do it. It is a superpower of ours where like there's very, very few times where something has been a holdup for us of not like getting the thing done. And we recognize that that's not a skill that everyone has. And that, that part isn't the problem. But what I realized when we're having this call with other people who seem stuck, who seemed like They were saying the answer that they wanted and they knew the route to get there and they still weren't doing it. What I realized is I would absolutely 100% be in that cycle if I didn't have a built-in community as in a business partner. If I didn't have, Abby and I also have more than just each other, right? Yes, we are here for Boss Project and like a bunch of ideas are bounced around. But now as our team is growing and, and as different departments take shape, I'm also bouncing ideas off of different members of our team. I also have a group of other business friends who we chat and we box and we run ideas by each other. But I was sitting here like kind of having an inward panic of like, if I literally did not have the resources that I actually have right now, I would be in that. Should I do this? And I want to do this, but should I do this? But here's how I know that I could do it, but I'm not doing it. It's that built-in check-in of accountability that community serves you in those times. Oh, for sure. Well, you... Just so you know, you were that person when mm-hmm, we met. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, granted, you were willing to take some actions, but most of the time it was a lot of swirling and kind of like going Absolutely. back and doing this same things, making the same mistakes. Like even if we see where we might need to go, oftentimes we pick the route that feels the most familiar because 
it feels the safest. And I think that's what what's so hard to like wrap your head around is not just corporate, but what any like traditional employment offers, even if it's not actually true, like even if the business you're working for isn't actually stable, but what it feels like it offers you is safety and security because you have a guaranteed paycheck every two weeks, right? And all of a sudden when you're building a business, the only person who can guarantee anything is yourself. And so when you start to doubt your ability to support yourself, that sense of security goes away so quickly. And when that goes away, all the like fears that can come up that fight or flight, like that will fuel your decision making, which can lead to making massive mistakes, but also things that put you in poor situations, whether that be, you know, that you're making mistakes that cost you a lot of money, cost you a lot of time, or you're coming from, I know Rachel Rogers talks a lot about like making broke ass decisions. You're making decisions based on fear, not based on the business you know you're building. And been there, done that. And I and it's not to say I don't make those mistakes still. Like, absolutely, right. I still right. make these mistakes all the time. The more you can have a sense of community, a sense of people around you supporting you, supporting your mission, supporting the value, supporting where you're going, all of a sudden... I think some people can be completely self-reliant and completely self like like they're very inward trusting, but a lot of people, a lot of people need outside validation. A lot. It's okay. It's okay to need validation. And I remember, you know, early in our podcast, but even in our career, people would be like, Oh my gosh, I really want to do this. And I'm like, this is your permission. <laughs> and I would say over and over again, you don't need our permission to make these decisions. But what I realized what was happening, it's not that anyone's seeking permission. They just want someone else to reinforce the decisions they've already like technically made and also be there for you enough to tell you when you're being stupid or to tell you when you're ignoring a part that's important or to tell you, yes, and blah, 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 because this is also critical. I think validation can be a really good thing. I do think over time, though, and this isn't to say like that it ever becomes less important, but you will find that certain aspects of your life or business you're like too self-reliant on the outside validation and you do have to like come into knowing that you're capable of making sound decisions on your own. But that doesn't mean you can't lean on people because sometimes at this point on our business, I feel like a lot of times the community, not so much Emily, but like our peers, our friends and family that like are really close to what we're doing. I'm no longer going out there to like talk about a decision I'm making and like get their advice on which direction to go in. I just need someone to tell me I'm good at my job and that like <laughs> I can get through it when it's hard or like the emotional support, you know, it's not as much about sound business making decisions and strategies anymore. But early on in my business, I need that for sure. Yeah. 
that kind of leads into, <laughs> this is my amazing segue, into the wonderful, amazing new community that we are fostering. Community is not new for us. And we wanted to give you that background to give you not only insight as to where we came from and the reasons why, but that community building and proper community building that is safe, that makes you feel like you belong, that supports you, is one of our superpowers. And it's been something we've been doing for over six years now. And tens it's a of new- thousands of people have been tens of thousands of people. Yes. And I like to think that our listeners are th- their own form of community, you know, over 2 million listeners to this podcast. And so the aspect of building community and, and honoring it as a safe space isn't new. And so I wanted you to hear that. So you knew where we were coming from because we're super excited to release a new version of community and a new version of support in a different sense where we we deeply care about marketing and your business growth and you growing not only a freaking profitable business, but one that also fulfills you soulfully, one that is in alignment with the way that you want to live your life, with the way the goals that you have, the things that you want to achieve, not that anyone else is telling you that you should do, right? And so we wanted to create a safe space for you to get feedback, for you to share your product, your offer, your pricing, an email to a client that you want to send, that you're nervous about, that you want a biz friend's feedback on, any of those jitters that new business owners go through in those first like one to three years of growing their business and really building a solid foundation of something that's sustainable. So you might've already heard a little inkling of this. We've been dripping out emails. We've been saying stuff on social, but we've officially wanting to invite you and announce some pretty incredible changes specifically around community within the co-op. Yeah. So we launched the creative template shop In January of 2020, that sounds weird saying out loud, and we wanted to give it a major upgrade. So everything that you have come to hear and know and love about what we offer at the Creative Template Shop, we are adding on a badass community aspect (laughs) to this that I am so stoked. So first of all, it's getting a little bit of a name change. The Creative Template Shop is still existing. Okay. It's still there. It's getting enhanced. Inside the new community, you will get unlimited access and unlimited downloads to everything that's loaded up in the Creative Template Shop. And continue to get new releases every month. Like that aspect doesn't change. That doesn't change. All of that is still true. But The community is getting a rebrand. It's the Creative Shop Co-op. We're calling it the Co-op for short. It is about community. It is about community. The very first community we ever started, we called it the Co-op. And when we were talking about adding community back in, we couldn't get rid of this word. Like it just came back to us and it was so important because it really felt like a full circle moment for us. And we wanted to create something that you just have not seen before. First of all, you've never seen anything like the marketing tools and templates like there is in the Creative Template Shop. I really think we're owning a space that while you can buy other templates online, nothing is this strategy focused, this much in alignment with enhancing client experience, this much in enhancing with you creating consistent clients and consistent income. But now with the addition of the co-op, our private exclusive community for members, you're going to get access to really 
mastermind with other creative small business owners that are in your same boat. They're going through the same things. They're having the same questions. They're having the same struggles. And you're going to be able to bounce ideas. Like Emily said, you're going to be able to share templates that you've customized and you want feedback on. You're going to be able to share marketing emails and proposals and your actual offer. You're going to be able to get feedback on packages And we're doing this in a couple of different ways. Not only is there a Facebook community where you can post and ask questions, but we are bringing you guys together once a month. There is going to be a video call. We're calling them Flock and Learns. Yes. So these are strategy session, co-working sessions, accountability sessions, kind of what you want to use them for. They're going to be led by an amazing coach to help walk you through, to get you unstuck. They're your unstuckability calls, right? You come with feedback, specific questions. You can screen share. You can unmute yourself. You can use it as a co-working session if you need that hour-long accountability to get focused and get something done. Whatever it is that you need to actually take action that day, that week, that month on the projects that you're working on, that's what you're going to use those calls for. You're also going to get exclusive access and more airtime with us You like our voices? You just wait. (laughs) In our brand new private member podcast called The Nugget. So The Nugget will come out once a month and it'll give you access to all the strategies on things you should be implementing your business and giving you specific tactics that are really something we haven't dived into in this much detail ever before. The number one thing that we're hearing from our amazing existing members of the shop is that they would love more implementation strategies. Okay, these templates are great, but like, okay, but like, how do I use them? And what strategy goes behind implementing something like this in my business? And so that podcast is specifically geared towards, okay, these are the new templates that are coming out. Here's exactly how you could use them. Here's a brainstorm of ideas of how you could implement them to see results based on what you want to do. So if you're seeking community, if you're seeking a place to feel like you can belong and fit in, an inclusive environment that's safe and secure and also really focused on confidentiality, like I want you to feel like this is your safe place. We want to invite you in. You can become a member. If you're already a Creative Template Shop member, you have been grandfathered in and you get to join immediately, be sure to check your emails on that. But if you have yet to join, I want you to go check out everything that the membership is about at creativeshopcoop.com. That's no dashes, no spaces, creative shop co-op. So it's going to look like coop, creativeshopcoop.com. Check it out. Check out your membership. I really encourage you, if you haven't dived in with us yet, to challenge yourself to commit to a year of growth. Commit to 12 calls, commit to 12 flock and learns, commit to 12 nugget episodes, commit to showing up for 12 months for you, for your business and for growth. We're walking you through everything you need to know on how to actually set the goals and implement them and implement the strategies that we're teaching you every single month. So you're not left floundering on how to actually implement the things. We're going to be there with you every step of the way. And the community of literally hundreds and hundreds of people that are already in there are waiting for you to welcome you, to say hey, and to help you reach the goals that you want in your business.